Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get to today's episode, I want you to know that we at Time of Grace have a ton of resources to help you in your walk of faith. From our TV program, to daily devotions, to our Grace Talks video devotions, to podcasts, to our blog, to books, to other books, to still more books, uh, whatever you're looking for and however you best learn, you can stay rooted in Jesus by taking time out for God's word every day. If you're interested, just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up for our daily email. Now, on to today's episode. The last time we were together, we were walking through the Lord's Prayer and we didn't get to touch on forgiveness because it is such a huge topic, it needs its own series. Therefore, that's why we're here right now. But if you missed out on the Lord's Prayer series, you can go down to the uh, description box below and click on that to get caught up. But today what we're gonna do is talk about how powerful forgiveness is. And to start off, I wanna share a story with you. Years ago, I was on the phone with an operator from my credit card company and he had made a mistake. And I said, hey, it's okay. But to him, it was not okay. I said, it's not a big deal. But to him, it was a huge deal. I said, please don't worry about it. Well, obviously he was worrying about it and this was gonna go on and on and on. So finally I said, hey, I forgive you. Well, there was this long, awkward silence and he's like, uh, thank you. And he hangs up on me and that was it. That's how powerful forgiveness is. Now. All joking aside, uh, forgiveness is something that we all need. And I want to make sure that we are working with the same definition because forgiveness does not mean you minimize a wrong that you or somebody else did. You are not coming up with excuses to justify it. By no means, you're not saying it's okay. True forgiveness, God-given forgiveness, means that God has absorbed that forgiveness. He has taken it away. He has nailed it to the cross. Now, I want to talk about sin. Sin is that thing that you and I do that, that hurts our relationship with God and with the people that surround us. It, it messes up those situations. And what ends up happening is, is sin is very sticky. And what I mean by that is, is you carry around the shame and your guilt. And for, for some people, it's a lifetime of shame and guilt. And the only way to get rid of that is through God-given forgiveness. That's the only way you and I can move forward. Now, Maybe you think that you can't be forgiven, that those sins that keep you up at night, that they are so grievous that God would never forgive you. And I get that, I've been there. Uh, growing up, I attended church, I went to Sunday school all the time, and as a little kid even, I, I wondered, could God really love me? Could he forgive me? Because I heard about all these heroes of faith, all these men and women who did these amazing things for God, and they were super faithful, and I compared myself to them, like, I'm not like those people. Well, the reality is I was getting the G version of their stories. But once I started reading the Bible on my own, what I figured out was they had some major moral failings. These people were not perfect. And God didn't love them because they were good. God loved them because God is good and God is faithful. And what God did for them and for us is he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to pay the debt of our sins to nail them to the cross, to forgive us, to take our sins away. And the way that you and I access that forgiveness is said here in 1 John chapter 1. It says this, if we, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
So here's the thing, you do yourself no favor if you're pretending like you're perfect, like you're good enough, like you're faithful enough, because you're not. You're a sinner, just like me. We're in the same boat. And so what he says here is that if we confess our sins, if we admit that we are sinners before God, God is faithful and just and he will remove your sins from you. He will forgive you and purify your conscience. That is God's promise. That is the power of forgiveness. And God always keeps his promises. And I want to share with you a, a story of how that played out in the life of King David. King David is famous for killing the, the nine-foot-tall Goliath. Uh, he was one of the most renowned kings over Israel. Uh, he also is the author of many of the Psalms that, that maybe you love and enjoy, like Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, this great hero of faith also had some major moral failings. Uh, did you know that he slept with a ma another man's wife, uh, got her pregnant, and then he lied about it, he tried to cover it up, and ultimately he killed that woman's husband. This guy was a quote-unquote hero of faith. And David lived in his sin for months. He tried to hide it for months. And finally he confessed his sin uh, but before he did that, he was living in this turmoil. In Psalm 32, he talks about how he, he was overwhelmed with, with shame and guilt and he couldn't sleep at night and his bones were wasting away inside of him until he ultimately confessed. But he needed some prompting to do that. He wasn't gonna do that on his own. So God in his love, what he did is he sent his prophet Nathan to confront David. Now, obviously this was a very delicate situation. I mean, you tell the president of the United States that you're a sinner, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a hard conversation. So he's going up to the king of Israel and before he calls him out, guns a blazing, he tells him a story about two people. One was a rich man, one was a poor man. And the rich man had lots of flocks of, of uh, lambs and sheep and the other man only had one little lamb. Well, one day the rich man has a guest come over to his house and he wants to feed him some lamb stew. Well, he doesn't want to take from his own flocks, so he goes over to his neighbor, his poor neighbor, takes the one little lamb, slaughters it, and turns it into stew. David hears this and he is outraged and he says that man deserves to die for what he did. He, he has to pay back four times what he took. And in his rage, Nathan's able to use that and he turns it right back on David and he says, and you're the man. David is overwhelmed by the law at that moment. He recognizes his sin and he confesses. He says, I have sinned against the Lord. And then Nathan says some of the most beautiful words in scripture, these powerful words of forgiveness. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, he says, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. David and all the other heroes of faith were not heroes because they were faithful. They were heroes because they, they had faith in God's promises. They believed that God always does what he says he's going to do. And they believed that God took away their sins. The same is true for you. You're a hero of faith if you recognize that God sent his one and only son to die to take away your sins. And if you confess those sins before the Lord, he is faithful and just and he will remove them from you. Years ago when I was studying to be a pastor, we was in the seminary and we took a field trip to the local prison. And there we got to hear the testimony of multiple inmates. And one of them was in prison for, uh, for murder, uh, multiple people actually. 
In fact, he was serving a life sentence without parole. And he stood up in front of us and he said, I deserve to be here, but I also believe that Jesus Christ has forgiven me. And then he said something I'll never forget. He said, the day I get out of this prison is the day I will see Jesus face to face. That is the power of forgiveness. That's the power of forgiveness for David, for the inmate, and also for you. If you confess your sins, you can know that God, our God, is faithful and just and will forgive you. Let's pray. Father, forgive me for all the times I have pretended like I'm perfect when I'm really not. Uh, right now, we confess before you, Lord, that we need you. We need our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are so grateful that he has removed our sins from us, that he has used the power of forgiveness to wash our sins away. Thank you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.